The world is perhaps more polarized than ever. Frequent confusion between fact and opinion can present challenges while trying to keep employees focused on work and not distracted or forming factions. It's common for defenses to be high when difficult conversations roll around, so it's key that you have a plan for when they do. Welcome back to Yo's podcast, Back to Work. I'm your host, Joe McIntyre, and on this podcast, we are discussing tips to make difficult conversations easier to deal with for a positive and productive workplace environment. Today, I'm excited to welcome Latanya Woodell, Program Director for a nonprofit in Glassboro, New Jersey. Latanya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, so happy to have you. So, um, let's maybe start out with, um, you know, everybody knows at this point, political talk is pretty high. Um, so what should HR and people within organizations do to ensure a workplace that is uh, safe and welcoming for all folks? Well, one of the things we want to make sure is that um, HR would have policies in place uh, that kind of guide and uh, give some structure uh, to staff that are working for uh, any company uh, to be able to um, have safe conversations. Now, specifically, how do you ensure employees are not sharing political opinions that may or may not be hurtful uh, or disseminating incorrect information throughout the office? Um, Well, sometimes that can be a little bit difficult, but as I said uh, in the first question, you want to make sure that you have some policies in place that give some guidance to employees on what is permissible in the workplace and what is not. Um, When you do find that uh, there are perhaps hurtful things that are taking place in the organization, those things have to be addressed by the supervisors and HR. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that these kinds of conversations, political or otherwise, are happening more? Um, Is it just because of just the general polarizing nature of politics now, or is it because of social media, or has the world changed, obviously, uh, with everybody going remote, that there's more online conversation? Why do you think this, um, you know, this is such an important conversation to have for us? I think it's a combination of all three, to be honest with you. It just seems that people feel freer to express, uh, you know, their opinions uh, and some sometimes without recourse. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we probably know this, but it is important to recognize the impact that news can have on our team, whether good or bad. Um, different events will have different impacts on everybody. So when important events happen across the world, political um, in nature, potentially, is there a best practice when it comes to handling those conversations that may came up uh, that may come up? Should managers kind of talk about it? Should they um, just kind of reinforce those policies that HR has in place? What should they do? I really think it's important for managers to be open about it. Um, so much that is taking place in the world right now really does impact everyone, uh, not just in their home, but also most importantly in the workplace where they are for most of the day. So I think it's important for uh, managers to be open and also not be afraid to address conversations. Some of it relates to work, some of it does not and to be open enough to guide the employee and the conversation. Yeah. Let's say you're uh, you're an employee at, at your work and someone says something that bothers you in some shape or form. What should they what should they do uh, about that? Should they go directly to their manager? Should they confront the person? What what is the best practice there? I think it's good to for the person to share that, you know, the conversation bothers them uh, and that, you know, it's it's not welcomed. Uh, if the person continues, then certainly they need to be told, you know, I need to speak to my supervisor and also to HR. But it's good to put the person on notice. At least that way they know that their behavior is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Is it 
Um, I guess, is it more likely when that happens that someone maybe uh, would reconsider what they're thinking? Or I think this can probably sometimes happen where folks can tend to get defensive. Uh, is there, uh, you know, is there a way uh, to kind of manage that challenge? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, certainly if the person is defensive about it, um, it's not always best to continue the conversation, but still to give them notice that you are uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it could turn out the other way where there's a, there's a positive outcome where the person realizes that what they're saying is offensive and curtails their behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say there is kind of a, a little bit of a strife uh, where some employees may not be getting along with each other. Are there any techniques for folks in HR or managers to deal with two employees who kind of can't seem to get along? Yes, I would say, you know, one of the first things you want to do is to figure out why. Get the two employees together, figure out why they're not getting along. If there is something that can change in that particular relationship to explore that, it's important to know, like, what do you really want out of this? What is the conflict? Let's just get right to the bottom line. Uh, and then to try to work with the employees on some strategies. You know, are there triggers uh, that are affecting one employee and not the other? Is there a way to maybe have them have less contact? you know, in the workplace. But at the end of the day, it needs to be a safe, professional uh, point made to each employee that it is the workplace. We're here for work. We're not necessarily here to like each other, but we do have to be professional. Yeah. I think that aspect of liking each other, I think all of us, for the most part, probably want to be liked. Uh, and when someone either disagrees with us um, or for some reason doesn't seem to like us or vice versa, it could be a challenge. Is it um, part of maybe just being a professional to understand and accept that you're not always going to get along with your coworkers and you kind of need to find, um, you know, a middle ground that works um, in a professional relationship? Is there, you know, is there any way to, to deal with that that you've experienced um, where it comes to, I may not like this person, but I need to find a professional way to work with them? I think it's a fine art that's not often taught <laughs> to, em <laughs> yes. to employees in the workplace. Um you know, just really trying to coach them uh, into what is professional behavior? What is the mission of why you're here working at this company? What is it that you're supposed to do? How is it that you can focus on the work and not uh, those things that perhaps are irritating you? And if there's a way for us to help you, um, to coach you into being a better worker or coach you out if you, if you can't carry out the mission. Now, is, there's been a lot of talk, I think, about um, safe spaces, whether that in terms of conversation or just a place to, to go and feel you know, comfortable being yourself. And when it comes to the workplace, mm -hmm. is there a place to have uh, you know, so-called safe spaces for discussion about certain topics? Is there a way to you know, have people in one room talking about some of those difficult conversations, especially when it comes to the workplace, whether it be DE&I initiatives or otherwise? Um, to have those conversations in a productive and effective way? I think that there are. Uh, I do believe that um, having open forums for employees to, uh, one, communicate and also receive information is really important. Um, and then to have at least someone who can facilitate that in a therapeutic way. Yeah, is do they need to be always structured? Is it better to be more structure, less structure in these um, in these types of um, meetings? What What is your experience there? 
it doesn't always have to be so structured, you know, just the point that uh, this is an open forum or community meeting that we're having today because of X, Y, and Z has happened in the workplace or um, how, it, I'll give you an example, even how the pandemic was affecting, you know, some of the staff, whether we would be working remotely, whether we would be in the office, what some of the boundaries were, you know, how to, how to keep that all together and to allow employees to express themselves. Do you think the pandemic and the move to remote work with some people, I think now working back in person, some still working fully remote, some in hybrid, um, it has worsened or improved, I guess, conversations in the workplace that are maybe more difficult? I don't think people get a chance to interact uh, as much face-to-face as, you know, prior to the pandemic. And I think that's a little bit of a drawback, but I think it has taught us in other ways to communicate differently and to try to be more effective. The fact that um, some of us are working remotely. Mm -hmm. Now in in your career, have you encountered a time where an employer had to address uh, a challenge or uh, a recent event that um, seem to be affecting people in the workplace. Um, what was your experience there? Anything that you can kind of point to and uh, offer any uh, advice for our listeners? Uh, yes, uh, certainly in my career, I've certainly had to deal with uh, many difficult situations uh, and to deal with employees, you know, on a one-to-one or as groups. Uh, I still think it's important uh, to have a soft approach, if you will, um, because we're all human. And we all have different feelings. And it's important to kind of meet people where they are and then to try to work with them to get to where you want them to be. So you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid if you're a manager to really work with people or an administrator to run an organization and to deal with some of your most difficult challenges. That's where the best managers shine, I imagine, when when those difficult situations arise. It's not when everything's... uh going well, business is booming, everybody's getting along. It's those challenging times where the best managers rise. Yeah, you have to be able to walk into the storm. (laughs) That's for sure. Do you have any experience recently where you resolved a dispute between two employees? How did that go? What were some of your strategies um, that you used when um, two employees kind of were butting heads a little bit? Uh, Not recently, uh, but uh, I would say in the past uh, two years, yes, uh, dealing with employees that were not getting along and really just trying to appeal to them to basically um, put aside their differences, work together for the good of the team. And then most importantly, I would say another point is to check in with them often uh, because sometimes these things just don't resolve uh, by one conversation. It does take some coaching. It does take some mentoring in order to get people to where, to the level that you want them to be on when they have conflict. Mm-hmm. Now, I think so far we've talked about two employees, probably, or a group of employees who are, for the most part, on the same level, not getting along. Let's say your your manager, um, for some reason, says something that bothers you or um, is something that probably shouldn't be brought up in the office when they're above you in the chain of command. Is there a way to approach that that can be, you know, delicate enough and, um, you know, and, and work for everybody. Uh, you're speaking of someone who would be my superior. Correct. Yes, there is a way to deal with it, but um, it is a touchy issue because you know that person certainly is in a position of power. Uh, you don't want to offend them, even though you may have been offended. But there's a nice way to say it so that they get the message. 
how should they go about doing that? What is that? What is that nice way? Is there is there a go to strategy, a go to um, phrase or po- policy? I guess to to go above them or figure out how that works. Just to say, uh, just to be point to be pointed. Mm-hmm. Wow, what you're saying is making me a little bit uncomfortable, and I'm not really sure um, what you mean by that. Could you clarify it for me? And then you know, if the person is receptive, they will do that. If they're not. Uh, if it continues, then there's a way to go around it. Just say, listen, I'm not really comfortable having these conversations with you. Um, do you mind if we bring in your superior? And that's difficult because if it is a person in a power of position, that can be very dicey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure many of us have dealt with that and mm-hmm. it can be a confusing time um, because you want to make sure you're still being a, you know, quote unquote, good employee. Um but also, you know, there is an opportunity, like you talked about before, where someone may say, oh, I didn't understand or I didn't realize what I was saying could be hurtful. So um, okay. and for that's the, the best case scenario, probably. But And for the person that it's happening to, or it's uncomfortable because you want to keep your job and you don't want to have any repercussions. So you want to try to find a way around it, uh, if you can. Mm-hmm. Well, LaTanya, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and sharing your insights on handling difficult conversations at work. Um, Certainly, everybody, for the most part, I I imagine, uh, deals with these every once in a while. So it's good to hear it from an expert who knows some of the strategies to to go about handling these. For our listeners who want to get in touch with LaTanya, we will include her email address in our episode description. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning into Yo's Back to Work podcast. To hear future episodes of the podcast, Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen in. For Yo's Back to Work, I'm Joe McIntyre. Thanks for listening. Thank you.